0: episode is sponsored by Pop Culture Gourmet Popcorn at PopCulturePops.com. That's Pops with a Z. Because to be white in 1963, and I would argue still today, is to have the luxury, the privilege, if you will, of not having to know black and brown truth. You can be oblivious to the reality of people of color and suffer no consequence. A very, very segregated country. Millions of white Americans live in places where they rarely see anyone of a different race. You're listening to Your Neighborhood, a podcast for uncomfortable culture conversations, specifically about race. Do your thing, Christina and Jackie.
1: Hello, it's Christina. And Jackie, you put on your radio voice. I did put on my radio voice. <laughs> I
0: made you laugh. She almost spit out her pop. <laughs> We say pop. pop. I, Speaking of pop. Yes, we love pop. We do love pop. Well, I don't love it, but I love to say pop.
1: Yeah, I'm drinking a pop today, too. And I, I normally don't. I had a good run, so. But that's also what's good in my hood. Yeah! that's good, good in my hood? Yeah. What's good? What's good? So, I was sick... For like two weeks, and I had gotten myself down to like a nine thirty mile. Look at you! Yeah, yeah, because six months ago, I was, or I was running and I sprained my ankle. I uh. doing nothing.
0: <laughs> you, it was, listen, yeah. curbs. It was, a curve. it was a curb. Yeah, it was, it was like a curb. It horrible.
1: Sidewalk. Yeah. lifted up. Yep. that's exactly so what it yes, was. You So, it so I just twisted. Yeah, it, those are dangerous. Right before you had something to do, I remember. I did. Yeah, I did. I had a networking <laughs> meeting go <though> too. <laughs> per usual. What else am I ever doing? And um, so anyway, so when I started to run again, I was at a 13 minute mile. Like it was it was bad. It was mm-hmm. slow, and so I got myself down to a 9:30, which is really exciting. But then I was sick for two weeks, and I just went out and ran again, and I did a nine-minute mile. Oh wow! Yeah, so that felt really you good. Don't. I was proud of myself that yeah. I actually did that today, and so I was like, oh, that feels good. Because oh. <laughs> it's, I mean, it's like I was literally for me at the bottom of my running game. Like I've never been at a 13-minute mile. I don't know if I, I don't know. And so like that's very humbling. Yeah, that awesome. And then if you like put the work in, you know what I mean. You, get back you back can you get were. back to where you were. Yeah. So I got, I got down. I'm so now my goal is 7-minute mile. I've never done a 7-minute really? mile. Really? I've, I've probably done like an 8-30, but it's just a goal. You it's something you I like this. to do it. Yeah, I'm having fun. It's just a goal. I like to set running goals for myself. I haven't done distance in a while, so that's my goal. Oh, look at you. And oh, I'm close. 9-minute mile isn't too far away. I mean, I trained. It took me about two or three months. You so I've me, just been doing a lot of sprints. You got me thinking. Yeah. I
0: have no idea how fast I run a mile.
1: Oh my God! You're probably kids. No, 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 no. no, In no, no, high no, school, no. how fast
0: were you? No, no. You no, said no, you no, were no. fast. Okay. However, I have two two kids. Yeah. Post, I don't haven't really ran since like ran ran yeah. since I was had to do a PFA. In okay. The in the military. Yeah. Okay. But my my fastest mile, again, this is high school mile. Mile is like six. 35 or something like that. It's amazing. But that's high school. That's high school. Yeah. That's like I'm at the top of my game. That's true. That's no, true.
1: No. no, you you remind me of one of those people that's gonna be freak of nature that would go out and do like a seven minute mile. Listen to this. My husband did this. He didn't train for a marathon and did it in like under nine <laughs> nine minute mile. He's one of those people. You know what I mean? Oh yeah. Like trained a little bit on and off, went out and ran a full marathon, did it in under nine minutes. Oh yeah. Anyway, there's people like that. Yes. That I am not. I have to put in the work. But you
0: have to do the way. My my hunch tells me that you're one of those people that Well, you know what great felt me is when i first got out when i uh first moved from my last tour and i was out my son wanted to do this mud run and i'm like yeah we'll <gasps> those do the are mud fun. run so it's, it was a mini mud run and then an adult run run i signed up not realizing it was a 10k oh through i've never done one that long 10k yes on land on water w- on sand yeah I was cr- I was I've, dying
1: I've done one in, but it was a 5k I, was so much better oh, 10k would be
0: hard I was dying I bet like dying let me pause we had a pause because Bruce was <laughs> singing in the choir it's the time for kids to get off the school bus and he's pretty hot singing in the choir <laughs> that's what it sounds like yeah and you guys can tell me I feel like it sounds like a woman choking it does oh it's, ah. I've never heard anything like it. It's not a bark. It's, it's a, a yodel. yodel. That's yeah. what they call it. It's a yolo. So he was upset because the kids are getting off the bus and he's not outside. And he will get over it. But that's, that's not what's good in my hood. Yeah, no. so what's good in your hood? <laughs> <laughs> We're just all giggles over here today. <laughs> so... It's. I guess it's not what's what's good in my hood is that we're still doing this and yeah. it is. Hey, that's are, good in my hood too. We are. Yeah, we are in. We are in a season of growth. Oh, yeah, growth, and I think we're harvesting and we're planting and we're harvesting and we're planting, which is a beautiful thing, um, especially when you believe in what you do, like we do. Yep. But I. This week has been a real. It's been real interesting. My, uh, I think I guess the highlight of my week, which was good, and I'm like, yeah, go you for being like a good mom to myself. It was my daughter's Valentine's Day oh cards. Oh my God!
1: I showed my husband.
0: We died. <laughs> it
1: made his whole night. <laughs> <laughs> Our whole night. We both were like, we want children. Like, just to have moments like that. You know what I mean? Because, okay, tell the listeners
0: what your daughter did. So, I did not buy um, Valentine's Day cards. I mean, it's not, yeah, I didn't buy Valentine's Day Forgot about it, didn't make it a priority. wasn't a priority. So my daughter, in the artist's ways of herself, she was like, I'm just going to make You're Valentine's Day." Right, it. So yes. Yeah. She had a good time. Yeah. She stayed up a little bit past her bedtime to finish up. So she made these Valentine's Day cards. And so I was like, let me just take a look at these before. <laughs> Thank God you did. Before she takes these to school. <laughs> And so we're reading, uh, I'm reading these Valentine's Day cards, and some of them are like, oh, it's nice. But then we get to ones that are like, read some of them. You do too much. <laughs> You're crazy, boy. Yeah, good day, crazy boy. And I could just hear her say, right,
1: what good way. day. Chill out, okay? You just need to chill out. Hold on.
0: <laughs> this is what she says. Your kid kills me. This is what she says. And so I'm pulling them up. Oh yeah, good day, crazy boy. Okay, this one. Stop with the attitude. And then she wrote it like it was a dialogue. You, colon, I hate school. Me, here it goes again. Tip, ignore the others, they play too much, okay? Okay? (laughs) This is to a classmate. And then there's question, colon. Why do you keep nodding your head when you want to say a cuss word from Zahara to said class? <laughs> um, oh, tell them the one about the friend. That's okay. This is, this is my this, favorite one. This one, this one, my brother kind of broke this down to me, and I was just like, No, she's she can be an ass.
1: Yeah, I was gonna say, This isn't nice. I love the horror, like, but
0: it's kind of you are my best friend. Also, I hope you don't lose that spot. As her best friend,
1: I had to read it a couple times. She's saying, I hope you don't lose your spot as my friend.
0: Yes, it's a little stinker. Yes, <laughs> she's like. Listen, I'm glad you're my friend, but I hope you don't lose that spot. And my brother was like, she's seen what you go through with friends, and she's just hoping that her friend doesn't do something crazy. I was like, I get it. It's okay though. Like, you, you don't write that in a nine time. Like exactly. <laughs> um, this one. She put the kid's name, comma, just saying, but you need to chill out, okay? All right, buddy? All right. From Zara. This one the person's name. Hey, you are fine and funny, but you just need to chill out. And I said it, chill out. (laughs) This one, I think, got me the most. Yeah, She says the kid's name. She's like, sorry to say, but you really need some feet. It's because you just can't push your chair in. Then she draws a picture of a table with the chair and an arrow that says, boy, it's right here. And his name's on the top of the desk. So he doesn't have feet? Like, like he can't push like himself his feet in. to push walk the yeah, chair in. Yeah, yes. So that was like the that highlight is of my amazing. week.
1: Amazing. I'd add that to mine because I was dying.
0: Uh, I did. I died, and my husband was like, "You gotta have to have her fix that." Yeah, what did <laughs> your husband do? We were laughing, but he was like, she is such a, oh my goodness. Because you hear her saying it, and she doesn't think what, of how it How did as, you talk to her through that? So I was you like... You know what I mean? like, she, she's not in trouble. No, no, it. no. So for her, she was like, oh no, he the one, we specifically, it's like the one where the kid does too much, you do too much. So I'm like, okay, so what do you mean by this? What do you mean? She was like, well, he's always joking around when he's not supposed to be, so I'm just telling him, hey, you do too much. It's not, like, it's not bad. And no. I was like... No, okay, so... What do you like about what he brings to the classroom? How does he add value to the classroom? She was like, well, sometimes his jokes are funny. I said, great. Well, what's something that we can write about that? She was like, you are a comedian. That's nice. And then drew That's a picture nicer. of him. What did you do about the one and on the best friend? The best friend? I was like, it's okay to tell your best friend that you, um, that you like her, that you value her without saying that she has a spot. So let's think of ways that we would tell our best friend that we like That's or care nice. about them without... Yeah. Telling them about their position. Was she our upset that, that she had a change? No, up. absolutely not. That's good. She was she was fine. Yeah. But the thing about it is when she was doing it, she was like, hey, mom, I could use a little help. And Aww. I was like, I was doing other stuff. Yeah, right. <laughs> but she wanted help. Yeah, so that's what's good. That was really that good.
1: That was good. I loved that. Made my whole day And yeah. my husband, I couldn't wait till he got home to tell him because we just love your kids. Yeah. And they crack
0: up. They're a whole mess. Up. So we redid eight out of 22 cards. <laughs> and... <laughs> that's almost half. <laughs> it's not terrible. No, but oh no, you know, you, sometimes you got to pick your favorites out of out of a list that, so that, and go with great. it, which is what we did on this episode. That was amazing. Oh,
1: yeah, good transition. We picked our favorites what out doing? of a long list. Oh, a long list. <laughs> yes, we um we did. So, we read an article together called Unpacking the Invisible Knapsack of White Privilege by Peggy McIntosh. I highly recommend you read it. Just Google it. It'll come right up. But we talk about, so it's, it's, I share how it was my first entrance into this work. Like, Mm -hmm. I didn't, I had never understood white privilege before or knew Mm -hmm. what it was. And it's just a very powerful article. And it was a great, it was, you know what? I love doing this with you because I've read it myself. And then having my friend of, you know, color read
0: it and then saying, yeah, I've gone through this. It was mm-hmm. much more powerful. Yeah, I thought, How did I mean, you feel going I through know, it? I don't know. I enjoyed it. I think that, even, like you said, there's not really much else to say other than to— peep the episode and then take a look at the list and see, you know, maybe there are things that may absolutely apply to your life there may maybe things that absolutely feel like don't apply to your life. But if there are things that as a European American that apply, then, you know, take that on and say, you know what, that's a privilege to be able to do that. And if you're of color or non-white and you're reading it, just realize that, you know, that there. this was written in the 80s. And that you are not long in your struggle of trying to understand why, what it is to live and be white in America. And it's okay to have these sorts of conversations with people that don't look like you from a place of growth and yeah. understanding. And I think it's a great tool to talk, to talk and get yes, conversation. Absolutely. You
1: know yeah. what I mean? Because sometimes, like, it's a great place to start. Actually, I kind of did want to share about our workshop. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, we put that in there but we did a workshop and we sh- on um, I don't know a couple past of t- week yeah we and it, um with like ha- I was about half and half yeah. black and white women mm-hmm. and it was just so great I think it turned out really well yeah we, we facilitated some great conversation and that's one of the pieces yeah one of and came it, I think it was powerful for so there was a lot of white women in the room who'd never heard it mm-hmm. so that's great because they were aware of it and they mm-hmm. were definitely able to say wow I do have this privilege mm-hmm. and then I think the women of color in the room just echoed, it was very similar to what we went through. Yeah, we went through it, so. So, but anyway, I'm proud of us, because that was our first workshop. And it was so much, it was fun, and we learned a lot. And we slept the day after. We did sleep the night after. (laughs) And I got through it, I was nervous, but I got through it. So, here. so if you want to do another one and you're in Hampton Roads. Yeah, we're here. Message
0: us. Hey, and you, we're willing to travel if you to. We'll want come to you. Us. Yep, we'll yeah. come to you. Yeah, we went to someone's home. Yeah, so it is a great deal. Yeah. Enjoy this one. Do it a Let us do know if
1: there's, friends. and we picked like our top five, so let us know if you guys have a yeah. couple.
0: Yeah. So you're dropping in as we kind of pull this conversation yeah. together. Yeah. <laughs> Enjoy. <laughs>
1: Go, hello. It's Christina and Jackie. And where are your neighbors at? We're na- Look at what you got back here. Oh, oh my coat. I'm gonna be oh yeah. Goodbye. Oh yeah. The podcast people uh, can't yeah. see
0: it, but just your daughter. So Christina's got her fluffy coat here. And my fluffy fur coat. And she coat. left it sitting out. So so Jackie's gonna. Work. I'm gonna be like her and my daughter. Yeah. I bet you I'm. In- I look, three times more like my mother. Do I look like you, Mom? Your mother has, we have the same style. You guys have, oh, this smells good. Thanks. Y'all, Christina smells. Oh, good. good. It smells better than bad. <laughs> um, and I love it because your daughter has the same coat. She does. You guys took the cutest picture. Did you put it on our Instagram? Oh, you know what? I should put it on yeah, Instagram. Yeah, okay. So they took okay. the cutest picture in there.
1: So for all the, all the people that can't see, um, it's a le- is that leopard? I don't know.
0: Is it? I think it is. Listen, it's know. all animal print to It's me. all animal when print. When it all comes down Did to it, my husband hates animal print. Does he? He can't see any. Yeah. When he sees my daughter in that car, he goes, Ugh. <laughs> yeah. I was like, it's not me. Here's it's the really dealer. fashion forward, though. Listen. Yeah, it listen, is. Do I look good? You do look good. Zah, like, your daughter looks I look feel like Cruella. <laughs> well, you get some sense of attitude with it. I do. You have a persona with it. Yeah, okay, you I do. Mess up your coat. No, oh, you're fine. It's fun. That's I do what. feel kind of special.
1: You do. I oh. know. That's what I'm saying. You yeah. feel a little special. A little special. Adds a little, like, fun to your day. A little really? flair. A little flair. Do I look good? Just like your daughter. Yeah, all that. Fun. I'll be like Christina
0: in heels, taking care of business. <laughs> thank you, I appreciate that. <laughs> uh, oh, but today's business is, is important. It can be as fun as putting on your friend's coat. Really, you think this is fun? Look, I'm putting <laughs> on your coat for understanding. True. Okay. Okay, and so let's put on your coat of understanding, Don. No, your thank coat. you. You're trying to get into my world. Gotcha. Okay. That's great. Yes. Thank you. Do you like
1: that? I'm I do. Your that world. was good. Yeah, putting on the So we're talking and diving into the world of,
0: well, we did white privilege. But. Yeah, we did an episode that was really talked about white privilege, yep. and we've done one on white fragility. Yep. But recently, I think as a country, yep. we've kind of had to have our hand at, looking at it just a little bit more True. I think we're forced into a different well it's never
1: bad to revisit it let's put it that way Ever. so I will share my personal story with it I, it was like five years ago somewhere I don't remember but um, someone introduced me to the article written by Peg, Peggy McIntosh called mm-hmm. uh, White Privilege Unpacking the Invisible Knapsack Knapsack yep and um there's 50 ways that we, as a as white, or I, as a white person, mm-hmm. um, experience privilege, right? Mm-hmm. So my, how my lived experience um, is different than people of color. And I will say when I remember being exposed to it and, you know, I actually didn't have white fragility. I remember just being dumbstruck, I'm almost like angry at myself. Like, how did I not know this earlier? doesn't make sense. Mm-hmm. Um because I I had worked in professional space with where I was the minority I worked with primarily mm. African Americans but I had not I was not aware of this this lived experience yeah so for me reading it was like a what like a
0: mind opening yeah I could see it I could see it being something that um, yeah. European American people would get upset about because yeah. we have that we have that whole conversation about um, understanding white privilege I think come has everything to do about what paradigm you're coming from so if you're a wealthy white person you see white privilege. Way different than a middle class European American person or a local, you know, poor, right? You see it very differently. And I think in those tiers, because this is, to me, it all boils down to we have an economic issue and then we have a race issue. So when you think, look at it in a class way, that I I find that even having these conversations, it's more difficult to have these conversations with um, poor. Yes. Absolutely, More, or even middle class, middle, poor middle class, yeah. wife, because it's like I don't have that's privilege. the first response. Yes, yeah. like I did this. I didn't grow up. I didn't grow up with this stuff that you, yeah, not you know. And so what we're we assume, think of, we assume privilege with money yeah, a lot of times. Absolutely, yeah. and I think that's where it kind of gets twisted. And when we look at um, privilege from a fraternity standpoint. <laughs> Yeah. Rather than a monetary standpoint, we might get somewhere, right? In a sense, so, no, That's the first, and that was my first
1: thought. It, mm-hmm. I think it's just a natural response, it's uh-huh. not good or bad. It's just because you hear privilege, like I said, you
0: most people we think of money, yeah. And then you start assessing your life and money and access, yes. Right? It's like, wait a minute, looking at my life, I I didn't know ain't nobody didn't. done nothing for me, right? I, I didn't know anybody, I didn't have that social capital, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. And then, until we, as we always say, until we get into history and then yeah. we start looking at. The deprivation right. of VA loans. Like, right? that's how you, you know, you got to, you know, we start looking at what Risley history has really done, even for. Not wealthy European American folks. Yep, there's some privilege there. Yep. Well, yep. let's walk through some of the ones I wrote yeah.
1: down a few that stood out to me. Okay, and then we can kind of talk about what yeah. your thoughts. Okay, so. so Peggy is dope. Tell them about Peggy though. She's an she's an associate professor. Mm-hmm. This was written in the 80s though, so it's yes. been around Isn't for a crazy? while. Yeah, yeah it's it been around. Hold on, can you say that again?
0: 1988. Okay, that was the because, year before I was born. <laughs> at that point i was four years old but i'm saying this because a lot of the conversation because we're in virginia as you guys know that a lot of the conversation we've been having lately has been like stuff in the 80s 80s was so different yeah. and i was like we were alive Big in the word. 80s right we were. And I, but i know there's a disparity in belief sure of appropriateness and cultures and things like that so realize peggy was doing these sort of things in A the long. '80s, yes, which I feel like the
1: response then would have been even harder than
0: it is today. I, I would could imagine. be wrong. I don't know. I would but imagine
1: because I feel like well, we've talked about this. The whole Ralph Northam thing
0: happened in '84. That's what I'm saying. That's yeah. what I've been <laughs> met with like 30 years ago. I was like, I was born. <laughs> I was born, and I'm sure there were people saying, you know, uh, uh-uh, uh, right. That's not okay. But you know, but that, not not getting too deep into that. But that goes to growing up and being in silos and then not yep. having to have to confront these things. Exactly exactly. exactly and that's why her piece part of that that is privilege yes
1: lots of privilege okay so let me dive into the first one that i wrote down okay so it says i can if i wish arrange to be in the company of people of my race most of the time True. yeah i went 25 years without ever having i had one person of color in my school that was it And then college, pretty much the same. It's interesting because you're not choosing that. That's just... (laughs) That's... And I would say that... And I didn't live in a rural area. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. I, I lived in a suburb of Cleveland. So, I mean, it was... Just middle class suburb, but mm-hmm. everywhere around me, everybody Every, was, was white. white, and not just black. I mean, there was not any different races. No, you know no. what I mean? There was no diversity. No diversity. No diversity in religion. religiously, yeah, yeah. so um, gender or LGBTQ. Yeah, nothing. None of that. Mm-hmm. None of that. It's Christian. So what, white people.
0: So what yeah. I would say is that as as a um, as the the brown person <laughs> the in the room <laughs> hearing that and then thinking about what someone would counter me and saying, I was like, well, everybody else can do that too. Not so fast, yeah. right? And so it comes to a point where, yes, I live in a neighborhood where there are all people like me. If I decide to go to a grocery store, if I decide to go and uh, look, if I even decide to go get hair supplies,
1: <laughs> yeah, that's if one I of my
0: band aids. I mean? Band-Aids. <laughs> never even. Whatever, about there that. is no way for me to live in this world where I only see people like me. Right. Like, there's absolutely, at some point, I'm going to have an encounter that is. European American, right? The reverse. That's my privilege, is to yeah. Is that you can move in spaces where you never have to see, and that is. did. Yep. Yes. Yep. And how affirming is that? Is to see all kinds of people that look like you that do things that you do. Um. Um. It just. uh, We were just having a conversation about me. I've been looking for a black dentist. Which has been very hard. Or you brought up too, like a black therapist, because I think that—I mean,
1: tell me if I'm wrong—but that would be huge. It is because a white person. That's what I'm saying. Like, because there's a whole component of things that you need, maybe racial trauma. I don't know. I'm not going to speak for you, but if you have a
0: white therapist, there have no concept. I've had white therapists all my therapy career, which has been. About 15 years. <laughs> we talked about that. I'm, like, I'm in therapy a long time too. <laughs> My whole career. I have never had a minority uh, therapist wow. outside of woman. And I've only had a, a, two women, I think. And yo, know, that's kind of huge. I did have a, a gentleman while I was on active duty that acknowledged my race and I was like oh my word yeah like I was like are you talking about me being black in here (laughs) it was cool it was so he was an older white gentleman and I just was like he was my favorite because he put some things in perspective to me he made me feel like oh my god like that's that's not I'm not crazy so yes So what I'm saying is, is that even if I want to go to the doctor, my pediatrician growing up was Dr. Russell and white men. So like I have to move in spaces where I'm going to see people and having that affirming that my children being able to see black doctors, right? Black dentists, these things, it does something to you and about your ability of what you can do and be in the world, like truly believing it. So the privilege is there that your whole life you see people like you doing some awesome things. Right.
1: 10. So I think now that I know it, what I do is I intentionally put myself in, and I don't have children yet, but if I do or win, you know, put them in spaces where they see people that don't look like them. Mm-hmm. Right? So I can't undo where I grew up. I can't undo that. And I can't, I'm not going to feel bad for it. Just like you always say, I'm not sure, going to apologize Don't, feel, don't apologize. For apologize. For it. We don't but need But now that. that, it's like that saying, when you know better, you do better. Absolutely. You know? So that one hit home for me. Um, okay. So mine,
0: it's, I can turn on the television or open a front page of a paper and see people of my race widely represented Mm, yeah that's a big one for me yeah I am firm believing of the marketing of people, places and things. Yeah. is how we like determine what's good and what's not good. Right. And also if you're the white person and then you don't have
1: so if the media is the only exposure that you're getting to people of color, it's often not good. It, you know what I, I it, or it's stereotypes. You it's, see rappers and sport people in sports. Yeah. I, you know what I mean? It's and that's it. And that's it, your only exposure to that
0: culture. You're a lot of the prominent actors like I, I heard Michael B Jordan who played Killmonger in Black Panther say that I only told them give me white parts mm-hmm. like I'm trying out for parts that were meant because I'm not going to be the thug or the gang member right. number two right. or things like that so the way people of non-white people have been seen in the media is either absent or truly affirming a stereotype you look at crazy rich agents and i'm like wow Asians. i was like wow like that is a huge deal to see yourself yeah how cool not how cool but i get that yeah Do you know what i mean for me that was like watching boomerang if you know what boomerang is it was amazing or coming to america great movies where the majority of the faces were chocolate and i'm like yes that could be me yeah well i don't want to be boomerang though maybe halle baby and boomerang if you haven't seen it, it's a good movie. But but you know, yeah. so just understanding how that how that influences our paradigms on people and, and yep. how we view people. Yeah, in the exactly. That's why it's important to get a better representation. Yes. And you can you have the privilege of seeing yourself as the president in the media yeah. or as I never thought about um, that. Yeah, yeah. You like seriously, you can, right. you see yourself so as like anything. something to aspire to. But
1: if you're an African American child, or we always talk African American, but we should broaden that. Yeah. Any person of color or anyone that doesn't that isn't white. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's hard to... And not that you can't aspire
0: to it, but there's not someone that looks like you. Yes, and even... I will go so far as to say even why this is this one is so important to me is because of cartoons, Oh, too. yeah. Is that we all grew up watching cartoons. Tom and Jerry was great. And um, then we came to a point where there were faces. It wasn't just animals and things like that in cartoons. And it took a while for a Doc McStuffins to come around. Mm. And so I look at... Doug and gosh, I can't. I had one in my my mind, but all well, these even cartoons Disney are,
1: is not oh. just now getting diverse, you know what I mean? Uh-huh. In like us
0: growing up, that was oh whimsical things were not in um non white universe, right. and we are we can be whimsical, right? We can of be, of course, but it wasn't seen in media, right. that's what I'm saying, or even the yep. voices, you know, yep. even voiceovers that weren't. Right. Anyway, so that one's important to me. What's yeah, your next absolutely. one? absolutely.
1: So mine's 21. I have never asked to speak for all the people of my racial group. I learned that from you, uh, watching your experience. Because that one was... I remember reading that. So, so this is something that's interesting about this, too. This list has become... I understand it now that I have relationships with people of color, right? Because mm-hmm. I read that one before and I, I didn't get it. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? I was like, what do you mean? I, what do you mean? But now I've watched you. Yeah, and I didn't understand what a spokesman was. But that's really important to me Uh because you guys don't get that privilege. Yeah. And no matter, I'm never lumped together like, if someone of my, like, if some a white person makes a mistake, I'm not seen as a stereotype. You know what I mean? Yeah. Or uh, even, like, another example is, like, when you have a white a man do a shooting, regularly. Right? Like oh, a that was shooting. the first thing that came really, to my mind. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. White men still get to walk around and not be feared. You yeah. You know what I mean? yeah. When, w- when, and we're not going to get into the opinion on that, but right. I'm just saying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. When there's been a big... It's all
0: been white men, right? Um, but you don't see that in the African-American community. Yeah, Can you, you say see that, that. Well, I say that the when it, if we're talking about that sort of thing in particular, it's like think about when you hear a robbery or you hear about a robbery, you hear about a shooting, and they don't show any pictures at all. Let's say like the media decides they're not going to show any pictures. What do you magically or automatically see in your head? Do you see a person... Um, A non white person, or do you see a white person? And nine times out of 10, um, I would think that you would see someone that is, that does not look like they're European American. But when you hear a school shooting, right. we hope and pray. I'm still always saying, I don't mean to be funny, but as a as a chocolate person, I'm sitting here like, please don't let him be like, Please don't let him be black. <laughs> I've please heard don't. that from these like, please, please don't. Too. Please don't. Yeah. <laughs> you know you're like, yeah. please don't let him be And then, you know, the only time we were surprised was the DC shooter, but it's like, you know what it's going to be. However, on a day to day basis, you're seeing that naturally, when you hear about crime and you hear about violence or when you hear about negative things, a black person comes to mind right and that's for black people too. do you know what i'm saying that's for us too and that shocked me i'm like somebody robbed somebody robbed a a 7-eleven i'm like these guys oh my god (laughs) and then it's a white picture i'm like oh okay all right it's not us not us today not us today you know what i mean so no joke but uh, yeah absolutely um damn Yeah. So, all right, yeah. so what's your next one? So this was an this one is important because I believe that we are all in charge of our own history, right? Yeah. And um history is to those goes to those who can pay for it. And for those who are able to have the things this is why Greeks and Romans destroyed libraries and things like that to take away other people's History Mm. and culture and things like that. So um, number nine is this. If I want to, um, I can be pretty sure of finding a publisher for this piece on my right privilege. Mm. So what she was saying is that I'm doing this piece and I ain't going to have no problems finding somebody. To document wow. this or make this, so we understand that our words are very powerful, and the way in which we preserve history is very different nowadays. It's media, it, it's books, it's, it's all podcasts. these things. Yeah, but knowing that um, that when I went into a bookstore on the other side of the water here, I was looking for a particular a pretty famous black book, the Tass Oh yeah. book I was looking for, Between the World and Me, and I said to the guy, he was like, "Well, who's it by?" and I was like. Tasha Honey, coach, or ta I always yes. say, it ain't wrong. and he was like, oh, well, those books are kind of niche. Oh, God. I said, oh, my culture niche now? <laughs> <laughs> but but in saying that, is that you don't see um, you, you ha- we have not, we've had to do these things, and this is why you see black publishing companies and things like people, us uh, banding together to do our own thing. So when I hear people say, well, y'all got black this and black that, it's not because we were like, hey, let's not do stuff with other people. It's because European American folks are like I ain't doing it for you yeah you, don't, you know what I mean so just understanding being able to have a market for the things that you want love and need is yeah that's a powerful is, one it's powerful yeah. you can preserve things yeah so yeah. Peggy acknowledged the fact that this article in general being able to put out there, it was not going to be a struggle for someone to put her, her, her voice into the world, her art, her gift, her talent, her words. Wow. that Mine kind of goes next to that. Mine's mm-hmm.
1: 22. And it says, I can remain oblivious of the language and customs and persons of color who constitute the world's majority. Without feeling in my culture and penalty for such oblivion. Okay, you gotta say that one again. Yeah, sure. That one, I feel like it went over my head. Yeah, so I can remain oblivious of the language and customs of persons of color, mm-hmm. who constitute the world majority, without feeling in my culture any penalty for such oblivion. Oh, okay. So I can remain clueless to other people's culture without being in, like without any pushback or flack. <sighs> Yeah. I mean, right? Yeah, there's, yeah. Like, I didn't have to, I don't have to know black culture, Indian culture, Islamic culture, you know, any of it, not just Mm -hmm. black culture. And I I could go my entire life without doing that, and many white people do. Yeah. But you're forced to always be in my culture. Because it's in my school books. I love
0: you. (laughs) It's true. Yeah. I go to school and they tell me in 1492, Columbus sailed the ocean blue. Right. But what's the guy's book? The lies my history teacher told me told me that in 1493, he stole everything he could see. So I'm still learning. (laughs) Get you these rhymes. (laughs) That's not me. That's the book. Is it? I don't know. The lies your history told you. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so that, that yeah, we are definitely forced. I remember struggling with spelling uh, Mediterranean, Mesopotamia. I was like, well, dang, I wish I had known about yeah the, the my whole continent. Right. Like we can, you can completely right. disregard a whole all, anything outside of white. And Yeah, I, that was
1: because we talked done. about what white culture is, and like I felt like I had none. You know, I've said that. Oh, before. Oh yeah,
0: that was one of our first <laughs> ones. I was, We were like, yeah, yeah, (laughs) yeah.
1: And you're like, well, it's everywhere. (laughs) It's like, oh. But you're drowning in it so much that you don't even know it's there. It's the norm. Yeah, Yeah. Mm -hmm. so so that one stood out to me because of our first conversation. (laughs) Hey, look, I'm never shameful,
0: but you don't know what you don't know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, what's your next one? Okay, so this one is a little thing. I know that every, not even a little thing, and, and I think it's a known, is that every person in this adult person has shopped for something at some point in their time yep. like whether you shopped for shoes or for milks or for what you shopped for something and so part of white privilege is number five I can go shopping alone most of the time pretty well assured that I will not be followed or harassed yeah can't imagine living like that it's crazy no concept it's so crazy yeah. just to think about that like that is a, not a given in this world I don't you don't see it old um like like when I was a kid I do remember going to the store and always they're like looking around the aisles at us if it was more than one my mom even used to tell us like certain like the mini market by us just go in one at a time just wow. go and just go in one at a time um but uh, just having someone give you that longing look in their eyes like I'm watching you or what are you going to do? Just the, I think you can just feel when somebody's looking at you like, what are you... questioning my motives for coming in. Right? Yeah. Right. I can't imagine that. the what That hits home with me of like, go in one at
1: a time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Go Even in one as at a time.
0: female? As a kid? Yeah. yeah. What, you know, that's...
1: Yes. I think about all the times I go shopping in groups. You the, know mini I mean? mart, the mini mart, The mini-marts, yeah. But still getting like ice cream or something small or, you know, I mean, that's just, and you
0: had to start doing that young. Yeah. And, and, and even it brought me, you saying that I'm an adult now and so I have little citizens and my maybe a uh, two weeks or two, two or three weeks ago, we went to the mall on the other, on another side of town, and uh, there's a rule at the mall that says on Friday and Saturdays that you, if you're 16 and under, you can't be there without a parent. It's just this whole—I can't remember what it's called—but I remember seeing, and it's like I, I get it. You don't want the young kids hanging out at the mall, but I watched uncomfortably uh, the the. Um, mall security follow the little groups of chocolate kids. Like th- my husband was like, I'm ready to walk over in there and say, these kids are with me like wow. just because, but they know the rules. Here yeah. it is. He's like, you know, that's the rule. But then I go back, what's the motive of this rule? What happened? And I'm sure there are some things that people didn't like, or maybe they, they just were like, okay, we got to get a wraps around these teenagers. But I didn't see other groups that were not being followed. And that, like, made me sick to my yeah, stomach. Yeah, of course. That made me sick to my stomach. And the kids end up leaving them all, and you can see them. But it's just that yeah. sort of thing is that you're always looked at as, and it's the criminalization. Of, right. And we of, talked about that a little yeah. bit. Yeah, yeah, Anyway, go ahead. Well, good okay. choice. Sure. So let me look at my next one.
1: So I have 44, so let me scroll down. So there's 50 of them, just
0: so people know. We're not going through each one. No, we're not. (laughs) That that would be who of you because it— We'll put this in the show notes. Yeah, put it in the show notes to just kind of take a gander. Yep. Okay, so 44. I can
1: easily find academic courses and institutions which give attention only to people of my race. (laughs) Yeah. I never even thought of that. And institutions. Yep. Yeah, so she takes it beyond school because I know my academic courses were all, like, I I don't even think it, there was not African American history even offered at my schools. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And that is American history. I know that. But I'm mm-hmm. just saying, like, I wasn't, there was no options. Mm-hmm. It was just predominantly white focus anywhere yeah. I've gone. I can see that.
0: Yeah. And so you can thank the UDC for all their hard work. UDC the um, United Daughters of the Confederacy. Oh, yes. For all the hard work that they did in yeah. making sure our textbooks were all jacked up. Yeah, And, and we did an episode <laughs> on the Confederacy. You know what I'm saying? There are people who worked really hard to ensure that children were indoctrinated right. into... A specific kind of culture, and to think about that, think about that level of advocacy. Right, <laughs> just,
1: that's what I'm saying. So it, just, it starts it's, young. You know what I mean? And then that's what also separates us as well, because absolutely. you know, if you, if I was exposed to different cultures at a young age, that would shape my whole paradigm much different, mm-hmm. and it would shape how I create
0: relationships and move in different spaces. Mm-hmm. But yeah, and you go even farther, and you say institutions. Yeah. So that that's not just like you said, academia. Right. That no, it's all over all. Over yeah, the healthcare, yeah, Yeah. all kinds of stuff that I can just—that's what a blessing. (laughs) What do you mean? Oh, I mean it's a blessing. It it is I'm not being sarcastic, but it's just—I don't know what that. I truly don't know what that feels like. So I don't. I don't. Mm -hmm. I'm saying that in a sense of if I were to imagine this world for my kids, it's like I would feel pretty. I would feel pretty powerful, right? Walking into space. You don't even know it until you read this stuff. That's Mm -hmm. what I'm saying, though.
1: Yeah, and that's a privilege. That's a privilege to not even be aware of my privilege. Mm-hmm.
0: What's your one next one? Um, where was it? Where was it? Okay. So being, um, um, I. I <sighs> I am of, as you like to say, the growth mindset and um, part of when we transition these conversations from education and then we all grow up and we go into the workforce. I think this one is really important and has changed my life extremely when I decided that it was something I actually needed to look at. And so she says, where is it? Um, um, I can be pretty sure of finding people who will be willing to talk with me and advise me about my next steps professionally. Yeah. <laughs> That's huge. Of course. That's right. huge. That's huge. I take that for granted for the yeah, for the most majority of my adult life I've been in jobs that have been dominated by white males and um Um, seen as one of two ways either disruptive or extremely productive Mm -hmm. like never really in between yeah never really in between but it would be difficult to advise because you can't be a part of the good old boys which clubs if you don't have a penis so Mm -hmm. I don't have one of those and then also I am not European American so then it was like are you you're guiding me to be number two and I actually remember having that happen someone guiding me to be number two so when I was saying something to this person professionally about here's the steps I'm taking they were going to their number one guy and saying here's what you need to do to be better than her or um Yeah, just kind of downplaying, making me second guess. So just having people in environments that want, you know, in a professional setting that want to see and do the best. I'm always questioning. and I think that's where that distrust, deeply rooted distrust comes from. It's like, I don't know if I can trust you with what I'm really. I'm just we'll talk surface. I'll talk about my kids and talk about it until I find someone either outside of the organization, which is what I learned from an amazing master chief said, listen, Jax. You ain't hanging with nobody that work in your department. You can, there's other people. And so that's why I had to do. She did know until. But because I was in the intelligence community, so being active as a cryptologist. And so going and reaching to some of the service industry where most of the Non-white yeah. folks were, and have finding mentors that were either Filipino or Black who um, got you, Who, who yeah. got it. Who actually were like, yes. You know what it's like what's to what's... navigate the career space. Yes, of the person of color. Yeah. yes. Mm-hmm. So that that's
1: important. That's very important. to your health, absolutely, work health on your trajectory. Because yeah. yeah. if you get if you get someone that's telling you to aim for number two, like you said, are you hitting your full potential? Mm-hmm. And then if that person also the white person, a lot of us have have bias and don't even realize it. Mm-hmm. So how are they? What are they doing for children? You know, especially taking it to a lower level. Yeah, yeah, that's a good one. So actually, my I have the, my last one is number fifty, um, which is the last one. I will feel welcomed and normal in the usual walks of public life, institutional and social. So my culture or who I am is normal, right? Yeah. So what? So who I am is is what the norm is, and I never ever even thought about that. Yeah. yeah, that whiteness is the this, but it's like the standard for everything. Yeah, I think that's slowly changing, and I would
0: hope so. Since she wrote it in the eighties, yeah, well, but dang, that was a while ago. Yeah, I know. I every time you say that, I'm my- like and I'm. Can I say this in a side note? To that is that I'm just grateful for the European American people that are that do that work, right? Right. That, oh, for sure. That that you go go into your own neighborhoods, as the Black Panther guy said. He's like, look, you can't you can't necessarily join the Black Panthers, but you can go in your own neighborhood and do right. the activism. So yeah, go ahead. Yeah. No, that's it though. I mean, that's my last. Which number one. one was that? Fifty. That's the last one. Yeah. Welcome and normal. Yep. And and that's important too. Is being able to what she's essentially saying is that she can go out in the world freely. Right. And walk and never have to think about it.
1: That's what I'm saying. I never even thought about race until I was in my late 20s. That's that's my whole point. And and that sums up white privilege. I mean, not the whole thing, but but, but that's a big component of it is that white people and that, you know, don't ever have to think about race.
0: Ever. James Baldwin had a great quote in saying is to be, he was saying to be black in America is to walk in the world and watch people do things that you never can. Yeah. That you'll never be able to do. Yeah, that's powerful. It's true. So she's saying, I can just show up in spaces and be whoever the heck I want to be. If I want to be pissy drunk, then I'm just having a good night. Right. You know, like, you know, just I can be whatever and it'll be acceptable, socially acceptable, right. which wherever is wherever she goes. Yeah.
1: Mm-hmm. yeah.
0: Dang. I know.
1: That's a good That's a good one for her. Can we
0: do better for my kids, please? I just, idea? I'm just. <laughs> I know. Yeah. I just do that. I just, sometimes I worry. I worry. All right. So my, where did it go? Where did it go? Where, did it go? where did it go? Oh, yes. And so this is my last one because of the work that we do. And I think that um, it's uh, important as we get, we come into more spaces and we are met with opposition about what we do or why we do the conversations that I get to have are sometimes very different from the conversations that you can have. And I think Peggy kind of hit the nail for me about, um, why I have to get smarter and do the things to to be able to do this work? why I have to get like super smart. Um, she says i can I can worry about racism without being seen as self-interested or self-seeking. Mm. And so, to me yeah say that again I can I can can worry about racism without being seen as self-interested or self-seeking wow um because I find when when, um I entertain some conversations it turns into how um black people it goes back to what you said because we're all one group right I mean not right I'm being sarcastic but black people just want Things given to them, and they just this is why they're bringing up race is because you just because I want something. You're assuming that I'm saying that a right. a, a actual life problem that has um, In a impacted stronghold. you, oh, yeah, yes. my physical, mental, yep. um, financial, and emotional health is I am addressing this issue because it is an institutional issue. That doing it Which because is I want to like
1: crazy leg up. because I get to talk about racism and you can't,
0: you being the one that experienced it. Like, that blows my mind. Yeah. I never thought about that That she one. did, no one's going to look at Peggy and say, oh, well, you're just trying to get something out of right. it. Right. you just trying to. Right. I mean, even the we, we talked about the, the uh, women's movement, I think. And uh, part of it, part of that was, like, even white women can talk about their... Disparities And yeah. they're the hurt and the things that without being seen as self-seeking. Right. It's like, no, they're just empowered and they right. just want better. And so why can't I or people that look like me be seen as the same as empowered to actually stand up and use the tools that we have to have a voice and not just as trying to get into college Yes. On a freebie. Or, yeah. Or, or on something. Getting something out of it. Yeah. It's always seems it always not always, but a lot of times I find that the conversation comes back to well y'all just trying to it's yes. like, I just wanna be treated like a human. Like I wanna be at it like a human, right? Like that's it. Nothing else. Well. Wow. Yeah. So Peggy. Go, Peggy. I know. For doing the work, in doing it work. Peggy was not playing, <laughs> and I love. There was something in the beginning that I do. I feel like I I would be um, remiss if I didn't mention what Peggy wrote because she kind of does a little breakdown in the beginning, and she said something in particular about privilege. And I'm looking it up. If my computer would love me, there it is. Uh, where is it? Where is it? Where is it? Read it. Right Okay, it so says she says, I think uh, that I, I think whites are carefully taught not to write recognize white privilege as males are taught not to rec- recognize male privilege. Mm, yes, like, yes, that's so true. We've that parallels a lot of what we do. We've talked about that many times. Yeah, <laughs> that it's not you're not Definitely. really taught to recognize it because it's not seen as a thing, just as guys don't see sometimes, yo, you have a leg up. Mm-hmm. Like remember, you were you were at the table building this whole ish, right? <laughs> you know what I mean? Like right. you made sure you had a leg up, right? Um, so like I just I think she kind of put it full circle as to why sometimes it can't be seen and why there might be some fragility about okay. seeing the privilege, right? Yeah, I'm glad you pointed to, that out. Yeah, I just thought that was really good. you know, it's true. A, and it's a quick read. It, yeah, it says, it's really easy. It really is a quick read. We'll put it in the show notes. I think I want to thank you for even yeah. sharing. Yeah, it was my first
1: entryway to this cool conversation, so I think it's powerful. So what are so what now what? Do you, wanna you want to go you to go? I want to think. Okay. Do you have yours? I do. So my so what now, what would be? I did this list five years ago. I think that it's, as a white person, it's always good to re-examine your privilege. And how are you partaking in it? And is there any way that, not that you can, well, yeah, give it up. Or change, you know what I mean? Woo, you said give it up. Uh, oh, that's hard. I know. How about how do we spend it? Spend it. How do you how spend, do spend your it? privilege? Yeah. And where do you spend it? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's unpopular to say, but or we there's a um, the whole movement to get white people to give up a lot of their power, whatever, whatever
0: that looks like. And I'm okay with it, I'm okay with I'm that there too. With it. But I know some people are like, What oh, give up? I know what I'm not. Ins- I know some people will either be upset and say that they they don't give up, and then some people be like, Give up what? Right, like I'm not. And then that all of it comes, all of both of those statements require you just to recognize exactly that right. it is, it has been a great. It has done you a service right. being in your skin, right? That's it all. Always will, and it, yeah. At least I think in I uh, think, in our lifetime, yeah. I think, but uh, yeah, I think in our lifetime, yeah. Right. That that it is, it is, it has been an, has been helpful to be inside of your skin, yeah, for sure. That's not talking about the money that you had growing up. That's not nope. talking
1: about, but it's also good to. That's what I'm saying. Is like you can never, you can't ever stop examining it. I love that. You know what I mean. You can always revisit it. And now what? Um, to do that, to do that is a, it's for white people, but I, for the now what is how important it is, mm-hmm. because um, because it's easy to forget and it's easy to walk in your privilege without learning
0: to spend it better. Mm-hmm. I would say uh, so what, um, so Peggy, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I would say Peggy. So what is that Peggy did a great job of just um, curating a list that uh, was. Um, based off of her own lived experience. And I, I think that now what I think that hoping that someone out there goes a step further yeah, and seeing how that looks in the 21st century, yep. uh, because I, I do think it looks a little bit differently. And um, there was something else that some other now what now what I think that in examining these, I hope that people take the opportunity to see the, um, policies because I keep, I'm telling myself keep going back to the the actual things that hold up these institutions, even the little things even if it's looking at your kids um, history book right, or it's looking at um, the Voters' Right Act or Mm -hmm. it's looking at things that say because I think it could be hard to look at your own life and say that you have privilege but when you start looking at the things that provide you with that then maybe it'll be a little bit easier to say, oh, okay, okay. Right. Maybe maybe I do have maybe, but I don't. You know, you can have your butt in there, but get closer to understanding uh, the whats and the whys. Yeah. And I think that's all. That's all in our. Um, it's all in our constitutions. Yeah. It's all in our um, Supreme Court justice here I mean Supreme I mean, Court decisions is all it's all up in there history yep. yeah you always say that get it closer to history get closer to history and yeah. it'll help you understand yep yeah
1: well that was good thank you for going through that list with me uh, it's always different to read it with your chocolate friend can yeah. I say that you could say I'm chocolate <laughs> okay <laughs> 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 it's, it's it's fun to read not fun but it's it's different to do it when you're reading it by yourself and then with a person yeah. I appreciate
0: your insight, so thank you. Thank you. I appreciate your insight yes. too, because it's. I told you, I'm empathy is a muscle. Yes. Okay. True. And I have to uh to work that empathy muscle when it comes to Good European point. American ways, like. That doesn't mean you get a pass. I'm playing with this rubber band and just. Uh, you're it. cracking me up. I, I <laughs> Did you see me do this? Catch yeah. it. Yeah. Ah. You're like a child. You need. I do. Yep, yeah. Okay. I probably would have had ADD if I was a kid. But at any rate, what I'm saying is, is that don't underestimate for a person like me how I too have to work at yeah. believing that you don't know. And, yeah, be- for sure. and believing I that. could see that. Yeah. I could see that. Like how do you not know that you have Because 'Cause I'm I am like doused in all of your stuff. Yep. So I don't necessarily sometimes understand how you can't understand. Right. I'm so trying. I'm growing I'm Some growing, of us are trying. Yeah, I'm growing my empathy muscle. Because yeah. Christina you helped me understand. Like you're like I really didn't know. Right. I really did. Right. I really didn't know. And was, it wasn't a character flaw and it wasn't No. I didn't want to know. No. I don't, Some people
1: stay igno- ignorant because they want, to. they want to. I would say a lot of us don't. We just
0: aren't exposed to it. Yes. Can I say this? And this sure. was like, this grew my muscle even bigger for you. And I know you're, I mean, it was just something that happened on our live oh, the other day. The girl was with Hispanic. Said? Oh, yeah. What? I, I didn't know something. You And I, and I was like, I oh, uh, uh, Hispanic. Something about Hispanic. That Hispanic was went across the board to Puerto Rican right. yep. and I guess Mexican. I never had to think about it. Yeah. And I was
1: like. I wasn't trying. But this is but why. That's I sh- why I'm like, oh. But man. I show up authentically. I tell people, I promise that I will share what I don't know. So, and because I, a lot of white people are not the only one. We're, all just, pre- <laughs> we're just over we're here. are not the only yeah, one. Yeah, but we're just over here pretending like we know. Uh-huh, Cause, uh-huh. So I'm giving people an invitation
0: to say, here's what I don't know because I've lived in my white privilege. Yeah, but th- I would just say that moment when you said that, I was like, there was a whole moment of like, oh, really? Really? Yeah. Really? Oh, really? Right. Like, it was like, okay. You worked through all your yes. life. What? <laughs> <Live. laughs> Yeah, that's but, a great example. No, but I love, but I appreciate that is helping me to have a bit more thank patience you. and everything. So that. thank, yeah, thank you. High five to you. High five. We're doing good stuff.
1: All right, all right. So, so stay open, stay, stay curious, and make it a great day.
0: <laughs> okay, that was good. Yeah, that's uh, forty minutes. It was it's forty close minutes. to our sweet spot. Yep. Uh, stop. And a big thank you to our sponsor, Pop Culture Gourmet Popcorn. Ding!